the blast from our past network. Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back because we love this stuff and you do too. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And if you have been looking for our backlog of episodes, make sure to check out patreon.com backslash forward slash whatever slash it is. I keep forgetting Cartwright. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm going to, uh, yeah, I, I just, I always fuck it up. I never know which one. I yeah, think just say Slash. Just say Slash. Slash. Okay, fine. Slash. Um, guitarist from Guns N' Roses, uh, Cartwright. Slash, right? That's what I'm supposed to say? Yes, yes. So, um, we mentioned this in our Season 3 wrap-up episode, uh, is that um, when we go enter a new season, back catalog will start to uh, go away from our free free feed and go into our Patreon feed. So anybody, if you want to support us or if you want to go back and re-listen to those episodes or listen to those episodes, make sure you go and check out patreon.com slash Cartwright for only $1 a month. One freaking dollar. <laughs> yeah, it's $12 a year. <laughs> That's it. You can get our back catalog and support us and we would appreciate it. Yes, yes. Th- thank you guys for that. We and we appreciate everyone uh, hitting us up, wondering where the episodes went, and we appreciate yeah. all the all of you that went over and signed up for the the Patreon. So thank you very much. But yeah, it's uh, they're all right there. They didn't go away. They're they're there, and uh, you can find them super super easily at patreon.com slash cartwright baby. All right. So this episode we have got for you the trip part uno part. Un, part eins, part one of a two-parter, season four, episode one. It aired on August 12th, 1992. Car, car, I almost called you Cartwright. Corey, <laughs> Corey, could you give us the synopsis? We are on fire today, guys. Um, and yeah, I can give you some not. Wow. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yes. This is going to be an episode to edit, man. Yes. Yeah, we really screwed up. Between season three and four, Like we, that little break that we took it ruined everything. We only took one week off. I know. Oh, my God. All right, guys and girls. Um, the synopsis, I'll give you that in one second. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, the reason we are doing this as two different episodes is because that is what Hulu has it as. So unlike mm-hmm. The Boyfriend, where Hulu and syndication decided to put two episodes as one, they are airing these as two different ones so we are going to do yep. them as such we just figure that like hulu is where most people are going to watch our watch yes. the episodes anyways so we figured we might as well just mirror that yeah and, and it makes sense i looked at when the air dates were for those episodes so the trip was aired in two separate weeks right but the boyfriend was aired all together on the same day as one episode so i think that's why they have them separated like that so it's like okay if that's how they aired them that's how hulu does it Let's stick to it. Yeah. No, that that makes complete sense. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Let's kick off with the description of part one. When Jerry is booked to appear on The Tonight Show, he takes George with him to Los Angeles to search for Kramer. George and Jerry are unaware that Kramer is in trouble as a victim of mistaken identity. 
That's actually pretty concise and, and yeah, correct. Pretty, yeah. Short and sweet <laughs> and correct. All right. So we get into this episode and we start off with a comedy bit about moving. Yeah, moving uh, and flying kind of cross-country type of thing. It's amazing to him that people can just move to another city. Like, it's no big deal. He's like, just get on a plane and you're there. He's like, it used to take pioneers years to cross the country. Now people move thousands of miles just for one season. I thought that was funny, you know, for, for Florida or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, he's like, I don't think pioneers did that. He's like, yeah, it took us a decade to get there. We stayed for the summer. It was nice. And then we left about 10 years ago and we're just getting back. We had a great summer. It took us 20 years, and now our lives are over. <laughs> Badoom. Yeah, exactly. That one definitely had a Badoom. I didn't love this one as much. I mean, I get the, yeah, like the old person joke on the Florida for a season. Actually, my, my, I know my grandmother uh, does that. Actually, she goes down to Texas yeah. uh, with her boyfriend uh, for a couple months during like the Iowa winters every year. Um, for me, I've moved across this country multiple times. Right. You have as well. Do you yeah. have any thoughts where I was just like, Fuck you! It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal. It's <laughs> well, always it is a huge deal. Huge God, it's always time-consuming and costly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. At first, I thought he was gonna uh, do the Louis C.K. bit about you know, like, like you know, people flying and how they don't kind of take it as as exciting as it really is. Like people get mm-hmm. pissed off about mundane things, and Louis C.K.'s bit is like, "You're fucking flying in the air, like thirty thousand <laughs> feet in the air. What are you complaining about?" I thought that Louis C.K. maybe ripped the, that off with this, gotcha. but I was like, "Nah." It yeah, went a completely different. different direction, so I was, I was happy about that. I think, yeah. and I think Louis C.K. would be smart enough not to rip off a, a Jerry Seinfeld bit. Yeah, yeah, agreed. He's no Amy Schumer. <laughs> Ooh, burning bridges. We're never going to get that Amy Schumer as a guest on our cart. Is she known for for ripping off oh, yeah. other people's bits? Yep. Oh, dude, that's no good. Like fucking, uh, she's uh, she is like um, Towson University, my college. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, she's our <laughs> biggest celebrity. Is fucking Amy Schumer, man. <laughs> oh, sorry to to burst your bubble there, buddy. <laughs> I know. Before her, it was. Um, did you ever watch Smallville? Did you ever watch the old Smallville show? I know enough of the actors, actors, but I never really watched it. Do you remember the um, the dad, the Lex Luthor's dad on that show? He was he was also the dad in the new Shazam movie uh, that was kind of like bad or whatever. Uh, I some people love the Shazam movie. I am not one of those people. I actually found it pretty boring and not that good. Would well, you remember his dad, the bad guy's dad, at sort of the beginning? If I saw him, probably. All right. Well, this makes for great radio. Two guys who can't remember an actor's <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know, we can remember almost everything about Seinfeld. And we start this episode after the bit about George and Jerry walking into Monks. And they're talking about the Murphy Brown episode, you know, with Kramer. So apparently we're starting right off after the end of the last season of that episode. Um, we get a great shot. We see Ruth Cohen in her spot as the hostess of Monks. This is her first episode on the show. Okay, cool. Uh, she, and, and we've talked about her before, or you've mentioned her before. She's yep. like the most aired, like, sort of background character. Back, exactly. Yeah, and so it, she actually starts season four, huh? Yep. yep okay, starts season, cool. This is her very first episode. She, she's been on 101 episodes of Seinfeld and starts now. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so she'll be a fixture in Monks. They don't go sit in their booth. Ugh, I don't know if you that bothered you. Yep, bothered I, I wrote that down. <laughs> Wrong booth. Two exclamation points. <laughs> yeah. Although I think it, I would always consider that the backup booth. Like it's mm. moving forward. It's either 
the our main booth or it's kind of like that one is the backup. Well, they don't even usually jump yeah. over to the other side anymore like they did early yes. on. You know? So this But this, I mean I guess when it's just two people like this, that's a that's a decent two person booth. Yeah. But it's not like a four person yeah. area for me. But uh, whatever. Uh, so they have a little conversation. Apparently, George was asked to go with Kramer to L.A. Uh, he passed on it, whatever. Just kind of a, I guess, funny little side note. Um, Jerry brings up that The Tonight Show invited him uh, out there, and so he's he's going to go, and he's got an extra ticket or whatever that you know he can have G- George go with him. Who, George, being very George, is like, oh, it's a free flight, and you know, is the hotel taken care of? And, oh, I, is there free food? All that kind of shit. Being very George-esque about it. Um you know, well, I love uh, that uh, that Jerry just like immediately regrets it as the, yeah. the questions just start piling on. <laughs> he just mm-hmm. starts like rubbing his head. He's like, oh, oh god, oh god, no. <laughs> yes, and and George even kind of like, you know, he's kind of like walking back and forth, like you know, considering the whole trip if he wants to go or that kind of thing, being kind of annoying. Uh, and but he, I like that he brings up. Oh, they do. You know, can we go to Universal? Can we do this? Can we do that? They have the backdraft exhibit. <laughs> yeah, the backdraft. And I, I that brought me back a little bit yeah. because I love that backdraft exhibit is awesome. Now it's gone now. Unfortunately, they took it away because who remembers backdraft? Not that many people remember backdraft. Really good movie, but the exhibit long outlasted. I think the movie's popularity. They did get rid of it. I can't remember what they took and it's put in its place. Maybe it was like the Transformers yeah. ride or some shit like that. But. Um, it's kind of like isn't the isn't the, like the Waterworld rides like still around at one of these places uh, in Orlando or something? I, I don't know. Like it's it's crazy that these things will like last years in or decades after yeah. the movie that it's based on was actually around. Yeah, I mean the Backdraft one was really awesome though. I mean it had lots of fire, like real fire going in. Actually, I think it's like a King Kong thing that they've got now or some shit like that. I don't remember. Yeah, but um, but it was really cool. Anyway, and, and you're right, Backdraft yeah. is a cool ass movie. I liked that movie yep. when I was younger. Definitely. Um, all right. So uh, we then cut to Kramer, who is giving some actors advice backstage at some place. Yeah. Um, and it's it's interesting because this actually shot opens with like a handheld camera mm-hmm. shot of, of the camera kind of like walking towards Kramer, which you find out is, is pretty much the security guard's POV. But mm-hmm. like that's, you know, that you don't see that too often on, on Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Or I, I would say you don't see something like that too often on sitcoms, period. No, yeah, usually you get, like, that three-camera shoot, you know, in-studio, very simple lighting, all that kind of stuff, very basic. This was a different type of thing. Um, it, it wasn't needed. They totally could have just, like, cut right to Kramer talking to them, and it was, yeah. would have been almost the same. Not to say I disliked it, but it, it wasn't – I don't know. I don't know if it added too much to it. Maybe it's just trying. they're trying to make an interesting reveal for Kramer because, you know, the whole thing about him being out in L.A. was, you know, over the break and – um, you know, what, what's going to happen with Kramer? And so we kind of get this bigger reveal. And so they're doing something artistic like that. Right, because it's also the season premiere of season four. So they're like, all right, we yeah. got to give it a little bit of pizzazz to it. Maybe they had yeah. a little bit of a of a budget, you know, a, a, a two-hour <laughs> rental of, of a handheld camera. Mm-hmm. It was in yeah. their budget. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but the security guard, you know, obviously has seen Kramer. tells him he's not, he's not allowed in or whatever. And he kicks him out. Um, and he, Kramer bust through the gate at wherever the hell it is. Uh, that, I thought, like, talk about unnecessary, but I thought that was funny when Kramer goes to leave and just plows right through the, I the thought guard that was gate. Ridiculous. I thought that was stupid. I know. I know. And, and I can see why, but at the same time I was like, fuck it. That was hilarious. I'll, I'll give, I'll uh, give him that one. <laughs> not hilarious. I just, I just think it was 
It didn't add anything to yeah. me. Um, I mean, I, I like that he called the the other security guard's name out when he said he's like, "Bye, Mike," and yeah. he flies and he busts through it. <laughs> but it's like, why did he bust through it? You know, he's gonna be back. We know this, and like, he he should have just left normally. I don't know. <laughs> Because it was funny. That's the answer. You thought it was funny. I didn't think it was funny. Um, We see his crappy apartment, and we've all been in a crappy apartment in L.A., man. I I mean, we we both have – I think we both know – a little extra about this type of episode because we've lived this life a yeah. little bit. Neither, neither of us are actors, or you didn't go no. LA being an actor, right? No, mm-hmm. I I didn't live the actor life, but I mean, I kind of adjacent to that. I was uh, homeless for a short stretch of time and actually lived at a, a studio that I was working at and just showered at friends' houses and stuff. So yeah, um, I had my own experience in LA, but it wasn't very. It was it was you know similar to other people's sort of actor experience, very hard. And um, yeah, man, I I looking at this episode through a whole new lens, essentially. Yeah. Uh, also, with a little bit of PTSD as well. Yeah, yeah, we're both out. Um, yeah, yeah I went to LA <laughs> for post production, uh, and I liked it, but then I realized I did not care for freelance life, and so I got I got a, a job offer at a place in Denver that would get me out of freelance, and I was like, fuck yeah, so. It just that that lifestyle is not for me, but and I had a shitty apartment in um, Koreatown in K Town oh. when I was first there, and that oh. was kind of my thing. Oh, and 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 that was a while ago, so K Town was much worse then than it is now. Yeah, it was that was um, 2008 when I moved out there. Oh shit! And it was it's funny. Uh, yeah, K Town has kind of been uh, it's picked up a little bit, not as much as like a Los Feliz or or, or um, you know Silver uh, Silver Lake or Echo Silver Park Lake, or Echo exactly Park's where, where it's all hip, yeah. hipster kind of whatnot area, um, but. I remember while I was at that apartment complex, I was watching this National Geographic um, a documentary called "The World's Most Dangerous Gang," and it was this gang. It's this gang called M13. Yeah. That's like an El, El, El Salvador gang yeah. or whatever. That also has a good thing in LA. Um, and so they talked about where the gang got started, and they had this little. It was like a, like a you know like a basic Google map with a dot, and I was like, oh. I can see exactly where my apartment complex <laughs> is supposed to be on that map. Maybe three blocks from where this gang started. Huh, how funny. <laughs> Jesus, bro. That is the most dangerous gang in, in L.A. and arguably one of the most dangerous games in, gangs in America. Yeah. Well, now you know how much thug cred I have. Yeah. You know? Yes. Because, yes. you know, I, I hung with M13. Think about that. <laughs> Or is it MS thirteen? I don't. I don't. Yeah, what the fuck it is, man? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, yeah. sh- I'm sure they ain't listening to our podcast. That's what yeah. <laughs> no, we're yeah, not at all. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, where was where are we? What's going? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I will say this. Uh, uh, oh, you haven't gotten to her yet, Helena. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, okay, my next my next line is we meet the creepy landlady. Yeah. So tell me. And poor poor Helena passed away two years ago in two thousand. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. She just, she was ninety. She lived a full life. Yes. Ninety would be. I'd be happy to get to ninety. Just like Max von Sydow, who rest in peace. Yeah. He just passed away today. So yeah, that, yep. that's a good life. She had a great life. And I will say, yeah, the Helena's character, man, I know you've you've bumped into people like that in L.A. We. <laughs> Both have. I was like, oh god. Uh, that, definitely what I put. I thought she, so she's an old, out of work minor actress who still lives on like you know her one glory role that you know she keeps talking about. And I exactly I wrote down 
we've met those people. <laughs> we, we, we have met Helena before. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and the most over-the-top thing is, you know, when when Kramer's, like, walking away and, and she's like, you know, I was engaged to Mickey Rooney. Uh, she says one other thing, Kramer. Kramer. <laughs> I mean, like, that's... Eh, I wouldn't say it's definitely not iconic, but it's a memorable part of, from her. Yeah, this is definitely a memorable scene with, with her. Like, I always remember Helena, but her yeah. telling the whole story about the Three Stooges thing and Kramer mm-hmm. trying to get out of there, that scene was a solid, like, two minutes longer than it needed to be. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, wait, I'm not, wha- a, not a fan. Uh, yeah, I was like, why is this going on for this long? Like, I just remembered her doing the whole Kramer thing and, you know, being like, you'll get eaten alive out there, you know, basically, you're sensitive like me. And I think that's all you needed. You didn't need the whole Shemp thing. You know, yeah. although I, I thought it was funny when, you know, when Kramer was like, is that a Shemp? And she's like, no, it, you know, like. And no, the whole, Curly. Yeah, like, Shemp. It's like, as, if, as, if, as if to boost her own. Like, this is when the original uh, Three Stooges. This isn't a, a Shemp, Shemp thing yeah. or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it, it, I didn't find. I mean, it was interesting. The scene was interesting. She, you know, she did a fine job as like an actress playing that, but but that scene mm. was 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 definitely too too long, way too long. The, this entire episode is trying to be a little too meta. They're trying really hard. Yeah, um, because they're. I mean, they shot in L.A. Like you know, they know L.A. These people. Uh, Seinfeld. And so I think this is their chance, you know, because they're always playing New York. Here they get to play New, play L.A. And I think they're taking their own personal experiences and cranking them up a little bit. Yeah. And being like, oh, hey, we're going to really play caricature style on these things. But it's just too fucking much. Yeah. Yeah. And me. yeah, they, they try to throw in some jabs. Some of them land. You're yeah. like, okay, I, I get what you're doing. But also, too, a lot of the L.A. jabs at this point in 2020, we've... Even though this probably started a lot of them or whatever, it, we've, we've heard them all now. Like, mm-hmm. it's such old hat to kind of make fun of L.A. this way. But at the time, I assume it's one yeah. of the earlier, you know, shows. Is, I mean, people have always made fun of L.A. I get that. But, like, in our sort of zeitgeist and everything, this was obviously one of the probably the earlier shows that did it. And now it's so natural to sort of just make fun of La La Land the way they do. Mm-hmm. No. But so that kind of but so kind of made the jokes a little bit boring now. Even though we know yeah. we got to like we have to okay. look at it from a 1993 point of view. Like we have to do that kind of shit. We know that, but at the same time, it's hard to be like, okay, I've heard that joke 20 times now. Like, and you know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right, so we cut to what's obviously, or either Laurel Canyon or definitely like Griffith Park. It looked a lot like Griffith Park to me, and that's a big filming area that a lot of pe- people do it. There, there's some dead body on the ground, and I'm going to this is again very similar to the landlady um this detective who's over the top acting as a detective. You know, he he's got this he's trying to I don't know play noir but he's fucking it all up. You know, he's taking someone like I, I try to I'm comparing him a little bit to like someone like a bookman who that is a detective. That is the way how you fucking act. And then this guy they say there it's like the director said, I want you to overact this, and so he does. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's all part of the parody of this character where they're, I think they're, again, playing on the everybody in L.A. is an actor and everybody overacts. But, like, to me, I fucking hate this detective. He, The overacting part of him, and if he's not, if it's not a parody and this guy is just that bad of an actor, 
it's a it's a fucking joke, and I can't stand him. He's my least favorite. I'm gonna say as of right now, my least favorite character I've seen on all of Seinfeld that we've talked about. Yeah, I I can't dispute anything you're saying, and I actually probably second that. He is one of my least favorite characters on Seinfeld. Never cared for him. Um, mm-hmm. I will say this: I actually now know him from Justified. He kind of played a, oh. a, a um, he played a state trooper on Justified, <laughs> and um, I see. okay, so he's he's a bit typecast <laughs> yeah, because he's got that weird head where he looks yeah. like his head is built for like a state trooper hat, you know, and he's okay. got those weird ears that sort of stick out. But um, uh-huh. yeah. He he, and, but the thing is, he does, he did a great job on Justified. Like that was fantastic. Okay. So, so I'm thinking there. I'm thinking here. Their direction was, you know, play it totally campy style mm-hmm. cop thing. But the thing is, Bookman did the same thing, meaning he played like this caricature of a dragnet type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it became its own unique thing that yeah. made it stand out. He did such a good job with the Bookman character that it became its own character. Here, this actor, it never became its own character. It always yeah. stayed as a stereotype. Yeah, he exactly. Or a caricature. It always stayed as a caricature. Yep. And yep. That's, Ab- yeah. Dead that, on. I'm with you. On. And I'm with you. I, so. I, 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 I couldn't, I don't, I can't stand him. I can't stand yep. the character. I can't stand any, any interaction. I like the, the other cops later in like episode two, but I don't like this cop. Yeah. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. The other cops are much better. Um, you know, they're kind of like aloof, dumb kind of cops, but this guy just, ugh, yeah. he just irks me, man. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, ironically, his I think his partner does a fine job. the The guy who plays his partner does a okay. Well, he just he just stands. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. His entire line it comes in. I think the next episode where he's like, "You got a phone call." Like that's it. That's <laughs> the only thing he says. You know. <laughs> so, um, all right. So we then cut to airport security as Jerry and George are going through that. Oh, real quick, uh, I just want to hmm. I just want to say we kind of glossed over the scene where they were packing. Um, George and, and oh, Jerry. Oh yeah, yeah. I, meant, and, I, mean, I totally. There's not really that. much there other than the fact that we find out that George likes to dress based on mood, and yeah. I liked it when Jerry said, "So what is this?" And George was like, "Morning mist." And that, yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, that's, funny. That's, that's all. There's nothing really. Yeah, else yeah to he's, it. he brings like his big ass baggage yeah. and stuff like that. It, it is you know humorous as this is George. Um, like I totally, you know, I could see George doing that. Back in the day, I, if 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 George was flying today, he would be carrying the smallest little thing, you know, something or maybe not the smallest, the biggest package that he or the biggest thing he can take as a carry on yeah. is what he would do where he wouldn't have to pay extra. But like knowing that he gets a free flight with probably, you know, back then free, um, you know, luggage. Uh, he would just take everything he can because he's fucking George. And, you know, I think the reason, you know, you probably kind of glossed over that scene, too, is because it doesn't – there's nothing comes back with it. Like, Jerry's like, why yeah. are you packing so much? George does the whole thing. Like, he dresses based on mood, yada, yada, yada. But then, like, George overpacking never comes back. It's never, like, mm-hmm. a, a joke or it's never, like, brought back around. So it's like, uh, then what was the point of that little scene other than, you know, morning mist was, was kind of funny. But <laughs> not worth a whole scene just for that. You're right, and and for a show that does such a great job of pulling the little things back, um, and even you know some of our favorites from season three we talked about were the ones that had the best writing that brought everything back and made a comedic moment out of absolutely everything. 
This episode is a far cry from that. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler <So>. alert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, at the airport, I'm going to rush through it too. They had some minor problems getting through TSA, but then they got through. Well, okay. I mean, you can't, I, here's the thing. Two things there. Um, the moisturizer thing. I thought that was funny because. But, but again, no, no, what, it, the moisturizer doesn't come back. I what know. What the fuck's the point of the moisturizer? Well, I found the moisturizer. I found the moisturizer scene interesting because in this day and age, no one gives a shit if men use moisturizers. Like, yeah, yeah, and, and I yeah. was like, huh? I was like, wow, that's funny that you'd get made of, made fun of that, you know, back in the day. And then the only other thing at the airport scene is honestly the biggest scene for me out of this entire episode is when he's getting wanded down and he's like, I, ladies and gentlemen, I implore mm-hmm. you. I've yeah. said that before out loud <laughs> as I've been getting wanded down. The security guard just looks at me like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah so I'm like, yeah, Seinfeld reference. But like, I, and I even took the whole picture thing put on Instagram for that and everything and I like I've always liked that scene and I always do it or I at least think it whenever yes. I get wanded down anywhere <laughs> but, okay. but yeah it's I mean but if you didn't latch on to that or the moisturizer thing then yeah there's not much happening in, in that uh, that little scene no. there's so far there's a couple scenes that have just been completely yeah. pointless well because they he has the wand down. He says his little line, and then they go through. Like they don't they don't have to lose anything that comes back later or anything like that. You know, if he if he if George lost his moisturizer and then made a comment in the next episode about having dry skin, boom, yeah, that would have been so much more funny. Yeah, and the security guy, the TSA guy, was like, "Is there a knife in here?" And George's like, "What?" And he pulls pulls yeah. out a moisturizer. I'm like, "That's just yeah, bad did, writing." Like, why? Did where you did say that it? come from? Yeah, yeah, like this. Yeah, dude, it was just. I thought it was very weak writing just all around yep. up until this point. Mm, doesn't get any better. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I guess they do put that little that that airplane scene in there just to have the next stand up uh, bit yeah. sort of like roll into it. Um, and he talks about he's like the closest thing we have to royalty in America are the people that get to ride in those little carts through the airport. He's like, don't you hate these people? And this is a really mean spirited bit, by it the way. It really is. I'm like, holy it's, shit. It's really mean. Any, any handicapped person, <laughs> I'm just like, fuck. I know, but I actually kind of like it. He goes, he goes, they come out of nowhere honking their horn. He's like, we all scurry out of the way like they're like, he's like, we all scurry out of the way like worthless peasants. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is a funny stand-up bit. You know, if you're if you can set aside that he's. Probably making fun of mostly old people and disabled <laughs> people. people. And disabled. But he even says he goes, he goes, he goes. You know, if you're too fat, slow, and disoriented <laughs> to get your to get to your gate on time, you're not ready for air travel. He's like, you know, who else I hate. I love. He just goes right into the next thing. You know who else I hate? <laughs> he goes, people that uh, get on the moving. Yes, people that get on the moving walkway and just stand there like like they're on a ride. He's like, there are no animated pirates or bears here. Do your legs work at all? <laughs> like yeah that's that's great i mean i hate those people too man i'm i can be one of those people because i always get to my fucking airport way early so if i want to leisurely stroll and not waste a calorie i will let someone do the walking for me thank you sure but i will i assume that you move to the right so that people can oh, yes I, I think here we're kind of assuming that he's referring to those a-holes that yeah. literally stand <laughs> in the middle and you know what you know who else i hate are the people <laughs> who walk next to each other down the middle of the parking lot lane instead of like you know like yeah. taking up the entire fucking lane when you're trying to park your car i hate those fucking people i hate people who don't have situational awareness as to what's around them. Same people that leave their their cart in the middle of the aisle when they're shopping at the grocery store. Yeah. You know what oh, I yeah. you know I, what I do? I move those carts for them. It just happens to be like 20 feet down the aisle. 
Yeah, I, I similar enough with the cart thing. I can't stand the people who leave the cart in their parking spot or right in front of their parking spot. Walk two fucking parking spots over and put it where it's supposed to go. Man. Help everybody else so you don't fucking ding someone else's car or they pull in and hit your fucking cart. Like, don't be that asshole. Don't be that fucking asshole. And see what Jerry did to us? He got us fired up with his yeah, fucking angry his angry stand-up. <laughs> but, yeah. but real quick, we do we do talk about the fact that we like it, uh, the dark humor in this. Do, oh, yeah. Do, do you think this, this stand-up bit went a little bit too far into, like, the, the anger, like, into, like, a negative zone, though? I feel it's, like it's more so than usual. It definitely is more so than usual. He's not usually on that kind of hate joking humor like that you know he does the dark humor but it's almost always in a humorous like a light he makes light of something dark this one he's saying i hate these people for being those people that they can't help you know (laughs) you know it's so it's it is different type of humor but 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 still it is still yeah i was gonna say what did you think as like i know we don't normally kind of dig into bits this deep but yeah stand-up stuff but i mean i yeah it was this 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 was the best of the three. Agreed. For sure. But yet it left you with a little bit of a weird taste in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little bit. Okay, cool. All right. So. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right. <laughs> so uh, we are in Hollywood, and we see Kramer goes for on an audition, um, you know, for multiple different parts of stuff. We get a very shitty montage. I don't find this funny um, where he's trying different things, you know, the headbanger thing, the the all the different parts. Um for yeah. different commercial workout video, whatever. I didn't find this like to stand up to the quality of physical humor that Michael Richards has given us so far. I think this is very low level physical humor that he's done. And so I just I didn't laugh at this montage. I didn't think it was very well done. And yet the irony is, is that you know they gave it to him so that he could do yes. some like physical stuff and and you know that he this whole thing is happening just to give Kramer something to do and uh yeah it's 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 interesting that you didn't like it because I actually did enjoy it although mm. I will say that you're right it's not like it's not like the the best thing that Kramer's ever done we're, but I we're, I just we're, we're, Sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, like, no I was when, just gonna say I just found Kramer, it be, Okay, go ahead. When Michael sorry, <laughs> All right, my bad. When Kramer does his best stuff, it's when he is doing something fairly typical that he Kramerizes up. Or Monday he's doing something mundane and normal yes. that he goes crazy on. Like like And in, I go Yeah, I know what you I mean. I go I go into like pouring the, the laundry detergent, yeah. you know, slash cement into the thing. He fucking Kramers it up like crazy. Yeah. This is he's being an over the top actor in a weird acting situation and he's acting over crazy and just kind of being normal Kramer in over crazy. And so I don't think it puts us into the situation where it feels as weird and hence as funny. I 100% agree with you, and I do agree with your assessment that Kramer, he really shines when he's doing a task that would normally be easy for anyone else, and he fucks Mm -hmm. it up. Um, I guess it's just the fact that this little part is my favorite part of this whole fucking episode, which says a lot. I don't even, I don't even like... I don't, I'm not even going to die on this hill saying, like, this montage is great. You know, like, I don't want this to be the hill that I die on for this show. But, like, in, in this episode, I was like, eh, this is probably my favorite part of this entire episode. doesn't mean that I fucking, like, it's my favorite Kramer thing. But I was like, eh, this made me chuckle. You know what I mean? Which, is, yeah. I, which again, I think kind of says a lot about this episode as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. What's up guys? I'm Tess. And I'm Corey. And we are the ongoing comic book discussion podcast, the place where one guy and one gal dive into the world of comic books one adventure at a time. That's right. You can find us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any of your favorite podcatchers. So come check out OCD Podcasts, where comic books are cool. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. And now, back to the show. All right. So, I forgot where I was at. I just scrolled down. <laughs> Honestly, I had to change my notes because us just talking makes me angry, and I just lowered each episode a half a point. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Uh, so, he while he's at this... Mo- at, Sorry, while he's at this uh, audition, he finds this actress who he kind of flirts with and he, you know, they go talk at a, like a coffee shop kind of place or a bar or whatever it is. He sees Fred Savage and Kramer wants to talk to him about his movie. Did you notice the name of the movie as it pulls out? They showed a couple times. Yes, this was the first time I ever noticed this. So the movie, mm-hmm. the treatment that Kramer wrote is called The Keys. I was like, yeah. oh, wow, that's cool. I liked that. That I liked. Yes. I agreed. It's a callback to the last episode um, from season three, which is also entitled The Keys. Yeah, yeah. But it's the whole situation that made Kramer flip out and want to move to Los Angeles. Yeah, that's uh, honestly, that's almost a meta joke, because if if back then you knew what the name of the episode was, although I find it interesting that uh, when we were younger, like I never knew the name of episodes. It wasn't until like Netflix and then IMDb that like now we actually know Mm. all the names of episodes of stuff like on streaming. But like when I was a kid, dude, I didn't know any of the names, really. Like, where did you find that information out back in the 90s? (sighs) 
I don't remember, but I feel like I always knew that with Seinfeld. They might have put it in books time. or something. Because, dude, I remember yeah. growing up, and I'm sure you do too, like, there would be a new book after every season of Seinfeld, like, uh-huh. of all the references and shit, you know? Mm. And I guarantee you they, they probably refer to the name of the episode yeah. in those books. And there's a couple that are just kind of famous for that. And for me, the ones that stand out, always Seinfeld kind of stood out for me because always the whatever, right. the blank, the whatever. And like the Friends is always the one with the, one with the blank yeah. or whatever it is. Um, always Sunny, like 90% of the time is the gang something, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, you know, there's a few of those shows that always have that. But at least, like, so. Sonny actually gives you the title card, which I've always liked yeah. that. And I've always liked that sitcom motif is when they actually give you the title card of the episode. And when – and I want to call this out just because this that episode is the, the best use of the title card that they've ever done in Always Sunny. Um, and, it, it, and when they do it, like, they know how to use yeah. it as a comedic – moment where it's not always just showing it. I mean, they, they're, they have like their cold open. Uh, and then the title card is usually a comedic thing about that. And for me, the absolute, the, the funniest one is when D is talking about, I am definitely not dating a retarded person. And then the card comes up, D dates a retarded person. <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's like, that is like, that's fucking comedy. Yeah. No, it's always sunny does the best job with their cold opens and their title cards. Cause yeah, like you said, their title card is always the punchline to the cold open. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> classic, classic sunny, <laughs> classic sunny. All right. Um, so, Something I want to talk about Kramer talking to Fred Savage about that actually really upsets me um, and I think is um, it, it, it goes against everything on Kramer. He is so super nervous and he is so un-Kramer to me. I really don't like that scene because, um, one, Fred Savage is fine. I, I like Fred Savage just plenty. He, he plays as Fred Savage just fine. But Kramer is the most obliviously confident man Maybe in like all of sitcom history. And to see him as such a nervous Nelly, yeah, I really I didn't care for it. It was, it was a different take on the character, and maybe they're trying to add some kind of depth to him there, but it did not work for me. I did not like it because that went against the entire Kramer that I have seen previous in Seinfeld because he would have gone up to Fred Savage super confident and gotten like su- super excited about telling him about his thing. Yeah. And, and here he was a, a little fucking shaking in his boots. Yeah. I never cared much for this scene even back in the day, but I never could put my finger on why you literally just hit the nail on the head and I never sort of thought about it, but you're a hundred percent correct. Oh. Kramer, that's how he gets through life with his blind mm. confidence. So yeah, yeah man. Um, the only thing I can think of is, like, that just goes to show what L.A. fucking does to you, man. Like, it destroys <laughs> yeah. you down to your core. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, bro. It, it it very much felt outside of his character. And I felt like it was just put in there so he could do silly things. But he could have mm-hmm. done those silly physical things without him being nervous. So, yeah, yeah again, a swing and a miss uh, on, as far mm-hmm. as the writers go this week, I'd say. Yep. Uh, all right. So at the hotel, uh, Jerry's trying to track Kramer down. Um, George, you know, being weird, George, he uh, tells the maid Lupe uh, about tucking in his sheets, about getting one tuck, 
one no tuck which which we've talked about on previous episodes of Cartwright so this clearly this little exchange you know it stuck with both of us it's mm-hmm. and, and honestly I think this this and um, you know even though you didn't like it the montage of Kramer dancing and everything mm-hmm. I feel like those are the two things that are kind of clip worthy from this episode that you sort of always kind of pops yeah. back up into the the culture and everything because um, you hear people talk about the talk or no talk one talk no talk you know yeah. Um, yeah, but exactly. yeah I mean but but yeah and, and, and I didn't like in the scene how Jerry Jerry was kind of like a he was kind of like annoyed. Jerry doesn't get too annoyed usually. And usually it's funny, but here I didn't find it funny. Yeah. I mean, uh, although yeah. it's kind of more realistic because he's obviously is concerned about his friend and George is talking about nonsensical stuff while he's on the phone with the police, but yeah, this also but goes against Jerry sort of like how he yeah. is, you know? Yeah, but he's also annoyed about Lupe throwing away his notes for his thing, but he even said it was in a crumpled up napkin. Mm-hmm. Now, I have had maids throw stuff away that is obvious trash. Right. And a crumpled up napkin is obvious trash. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, so, I leave out my crumpled up napkins and, <laughs> and jizz rags just so they can get picked <laughs> up because, look, when you're in a hotel, who what? gives a shit? <laughs> You want that? Do you? Do you? Is no. that a sick fetish of yours no. for them to, to know that they get picked up later and that you're like, oh man, I bet that maid got you know a real surprise there with that crusty fucking Kleenex. Oh no, let me retract. I I, I will clean up my own jizz rags, but uh, but the but the fun part of staying in a hotel is living like a slob, knowing you don't have to clean up after yourself, and of course Spider Manning everywhere. I wasn't I wasn't expecting. Jizz rag to be said on this episode. <laughs> I don't think anyone was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that image aside. Um, so anyway, George or Jerry was all upset about it, uh, which I'm kind of on Lupe's side with it, really. Um, but also, uh, well, we'll talk about it later with the whole tipping thing of her. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it later. Sorry. Um, anyway, as they leave and they drive away, we see them driving and talking. They narrowly miss Kramer. Ha 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 funny, um, which is damn near impossible in L.A. It's just, one, you're never that close uh, no. to anybody. L.A. is fucking spread out like crazy. Um, but apparently he made a whole bunch of headshots um, and they fell on the ground and the cops see him, which really doesn't, again, doesn't come back. What's the point of... Well, other than maybe that's what cops use to track, like, but why did they know that... Yeah, oh, 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 I know, because... They find her. Yeah, it uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not that well written, you know. Like it's seriously, not. like yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think I think the cop finding those uh, headshots somehow, you know, led to them figuring out, you know, Kramer yada 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 is the killer. Maybe, but it's but, certainly, but it's yeah. it's not it's not cohesive. No, it's not cohesive. It it doesn't. There's no payoff to it. You're right, dude. God, yeah. this episode sucks. Really. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we cut to the park, and that actress that Kramer was talking with earlier is now the next victim of the serial killer, uh, and we and that shitty. <laughs> why is that funny? It's funny because the scene starts with the fucking cop walking over her dead body. I was yeah. like, did you, okay. like the way the shot was set up. Like I was like, what the well, fuck they, is happening? They, the the cop yeah, they, walks over her dead body. He walks over a dead body, and it was like really tight on her face. Yeah. It was almost like a, hey, look, this is that actress you saw before, and then. They cover her head as you know, as if it's the dead thing. Trying to be a little bit too, too obnoxious with I, it. And and then it's because they were confined to that shot that they forced yeah. the the cop that was kind of covering her up. And the only reason I, I took note of it because I was like, it looked like he was about to step on the actress's head, you know. And then I was like, and I started thinking about, it, I was like, you don't fucking walk over dead bodies. Like that's fucking rude, you know. <laughs> like what the fuck? This episode yeah. is 
I mean, a lot of people don't even walk over dead bodies that have been buried in the ground for like a hundred years. I know. Uh, I know. Let alone a hundred minutes. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, uh, that shitty detective, um, you know, he notices that she has a script on her and it's the keys script. Uh, Here's the lead. That's the lead lead. we've got. And, yes. and at least, well, I guess because, so it, it says Kramer's name on there, and now they have a headshot of Kramer, so now they know who yeah, it is. Yeah, okay, you, there like, you go. Like, they didn't even have someone, like, put that together for us. Like, you no. know, so this doesn't, this episode doesn't even behave as a good crime drama, and it doesn't behave as a good sitcom. It, it doesn't yeah. fall into <laughs> either categories. Yeah. All right, we're at The Tonight Show, and George runs into Corbin Burnson, uh, and George tells him about a case they should do on NLA Law, being being an obnoxious fan. You know, obviously this is annoying to, to Corbin. Um, and then we cut to also him with George Went making suggestions about Cheers, which is stupid and, <laughs> and, and also annoying. Hey, guys, anyone uh, younger than 30 probably have no clue who the fuck these two <laughs> actors are. <laughs> I mean, George Went Probably George I mean, Went more so than Corbin probably, Burnson. Yeah, Corbin Burnson. No, I, I didn't really watch L.A. Law, but I certainly watched Major League yeah. when I was you – know, I love Major League. Great <laughs> movie. And so that's the only really thing I know him from. Dude, to this day, I still say he's going to need a rocket up his ass to catch that one <laughs> it's great okay. it's a really good movie i know um, fuck you joe boo i do it myself yeah, yeah exactly fuck you joe boo yeah yeah but um but, but yeah corbin burnson yeah. uh recently ah, fuck i i feel like i saw him on fuck it wasn't watchmen but it was some show that had superheroes in it i don't know he's he's looking good i think he's got like the shaved head thing going on these days yeah but, he could pull that off yeah but, absolutely but like dude back then man like like i i'm with you man i was too young for sort of la law like it wasn't my thing but like yeah. i remember how big of a deal it was at the time yeah, it was. It was huge. Um, George went a little bit, I think, I think a definitely bigger actor. Cheers was obviously a bigger show. Yeah. George went was also on um, SNL. He was on like the um, the super fans. He was one of the Chicago super fans. <laughs> yeah. Da Bears. Bears. And so I think like he, he kind of penetrated pop culture a little bit more than Corbin Burnson did. Yeah, so. I think so. Um, anyway, uh, we cut to George in the crowd. You know, he's he's apparently watching the show live. I do find it a little funny that, you know, when it, when the, the show is kind of starting, he, he almost does the Arsenio Hall, ooh, 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 and then he pulls back because he realizes it's not the thing to do here. I wrote that too. Yeah. I got George starts <laughs> doing the Arsenio Hall thing. <laughs> yep. Which again, nobody knows. If, if you're younger than uh, probably 25 or younger than 30, you don't know who Arsenio Hall is nope. either. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Which he had a pretty popular uh, talk show back in the day that even, um, you know, presidential nominee uh, Bill Clinton appeared on and played the sax for. And he got a a bunch of the young crowd with Yep, Bill Bill Clinton for for a time was considered our first black president. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I almost made Adam choke on his Miller High Life. (laughs) Yeah, my God. Don't tell people I'm drinking the High Life. (laughs) It's it's Miller time, It was a stressful day at work. And so I needed something cheap and easy. And big, and so I got me some tall boys of the high life, and I'm I'm living it now. I'm living that high life, living the dream, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let's see. We see uh, Corbin and, and George went talking about George on air, like they ran into this crazy guy. It's funny because we're in the know. We know who the hell they're talking yeah. about. I do like that scene. Uh, that is definitely humorous, where they're kind of ripping on him. Um, we do see simultaneously the shitty detective interviewing people about Kramer. Uh, we see talking to that landlady. They also pull back one of the the crazy guys that um, Kramer ran into 
in the van at season three. Yeah, the guy that the the cult people that we the didn't like. That was the one freaking no. cutaway that we did not like, and they bring him back. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever killed a man? <sighs> yeah, and talk. And just, yeah, talk about like overacting. He yeah. well, that guy was the king of overacting. Yep. Uh, and uh, then Jerry's act stinks because he didn't have his notes. And in my head, I'm like, why the fuck didn't you just use older material then? Like, yeah. come on, Jerry, you're a fucking professional comedian. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, <sighs> again, I, I can't argue with yeah. that. <laughs> and, and as they're kind of leaving backstage, uh, Jerry and George see a news bit about the smog strangler and that their uh, one suspect is a person only known by the name Kramer, and we get a to be continued, followed up by the last stand-up. Mm-hmm. And before we get into the last stand-up, do we know when we find out his name is Cosmo? Is that season five? I think I I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I I, I yeah, I think it's yeah. Well, anyways, that'll be something else we we track. I'm sure we'll get super excited when it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, yeah, the stand-up. He uh, he goes, yeah, talk show hosts never seem to have any idea how much time is left on their show. He's like, they're always off camera. He's like, do we have time? He's like, are, are we out of time? Do we have time for this? And he's like, you never see Mag. And P.I. go, should I strangle this guy or are we going to uh, take a break right here? He's like, uh, he's, <laughs> I like what he goes. He goes, I'll tell you what, I'll bop him on the head, we'll do a commercial, come back, I'll drive the car real fast, stay with us. And I like that. He kind of delivered it like really fast mm-hmm. and kind of like did the, the point thing. And again, so right now I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, this episode has a. <laughs> As Corbin Burnson, no one knows who he is now. Uh, George Went, you know, uh, barely yeah. anyone knows who he is now. And uh, a Magnum P.I. reference all in the yeah. same episode. And I'm like, wow, this this episode is really dated. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, me in my head, because I, I work in production and post-production, I'm like, yeah, one's a scripted fucking yeah. drama and the other's a fucking live to tape show. Do you not know how that fucking works, Jerry? It's live to tape. So they're treating it like a live show. God damn it. God damn it, Jerry. <laughs> God damn it. And I know, and we've talked about it before. Like it's it's kind of like when he does these observations that when you know what the easy answer is, but this one the only saving grace is I like how he delivered like that last rapid fire, you know, when he was mm. pretending to be Magnum PI. I was like, "Okay, that's funny." Okay. But yeah, I liked uh, like we said earlier the middle stand-up was the better one my you know my takeaway from this episode is it's trash i hated it i hated it as much as i thought i was gonna hate it i was excited to like rewatch it and, and we've talked about it before i was i was excited to rewatch it i was excited to like you know dig into it with you and like man i'm like watching the episode and i don't even have that many notes because i'm like like what the fuck is it like what's the note here you know like it's just this this is but i will say this like they it's structured, you know what I mean? Like they they put in their their three standups there's like right story. at the yeah, there's a story. <laughs> they put them in right at the points where they needed to put it in. But yeah, again, uh, we said it last at the end of last season. They're just really trying too hard with this episode to kind of make it something, you know. And if it's if mm-hmm. it's a if it's like a Kramer, if it's something for Michael Richards to to have fun with, you don't give him enough to do. If it's if it's mm-hmm. not, then what's the point of it? So, yeah. what's the point of the episode? Period. Yeah, um, yeah, you you kind of nailed it on the head. Of my thoughts, like we mentioned, how unexcited we were for the storyline, it being one of our least favorites in all of Seinfeld. Both of us from we our said memory, that. yeah, yeah, and and you know, of course we say that from memory. So I I was legitimately happy to be watching this, making sure, like, you know, was I correct in my statement or is this actually better than I thought? And it is certainly not better than I thought. Um, I can safely say this episode sucks. (laughs) 
I did not like. There was no Elaine. I fucking missed Elaine. Her presence really helps round out throughout out the group, and we didn't get her at all. Yeah, and that really upset me. Yeah. So uh, apparently, Julie Louise Dreyfus was is it was pregnant uh, at the time. Um, one of our our buddies online on the Cartwright page, uh, Jamie, he, uh, he he verified that for me because I thought that was the case, but I actually couldn't mm-hmm. find any uh, making of of this of these two episodes okay. on YouTube. Uh, but I do remember there was multiple times throughout the, the course of the series where she had to be off a couple episodes uh, because of, of she was pregnant, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, I'm with you, man. Like without Elaine, it's like, okay, that's that you're already down a person, but then essentially the whole sh- this whole episode is just Jerry and George because Kramer's doing his own thing, so everyone is just spread apart. Part. And it's like, eh. yeah, which is not always a problem because we've talked about when George or when Jerry and uh, Elaine go down to Florida, that did not hurt it at all. Missing George. I actually I still really like that episode. Me too. Um, this one, it, it did. It, I, I missed Elaine. Um, other issues. Kramer was not himself. Um, overall, we talked about the right, the writing weaknesses on this episode are just bad. I hate the detective and not in a way that like, I feel like I'm supposed to hate him. I hate him because I just fucking hate him. I think the actor sucked in this role, but he might be a good actor. That's fine. In this role, he was probably directed terribly. And if it's trying to be a parody on LA people, I just didn't think it was funny. I didn't think it, it, it did not stick. Um, yeah, came across as overacting. Same with overacting. Can't talk about overacting. The landlady, what's her face? Ugh, I, di- I didn't care for it. Um, to me, the best part was, you know, for you, it was the montage of Kramer. I didn't care for that. My favorite part was probably Corbin and and George went making fun of of George. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, that was good. Too. So, yeah. How, so, yeah. What's your what's your uh, rating on this one, buddy boy? This is definitely my least favorite episode of Seinfeld so far. I gave it one out of five Fred Savages. Oh, my God. One. Dude, bro. I was like, at first, I was like, this is a 2.5 Smog Stranglers. Then, no. like, we're, we're talking, and I'm like, halfway through this episode, I'm like, it's a two. Then, then like, you know, two, <laughs> two, thirds, two thirds of the way through, I'm like, it's a 1.5. But, bro, I am with you, man. Like, and we say it a lot, like, like fucking, you know, a, uh, any sign, I'll take any Seinfeld this one I'd skip I would always skip it I I, even if it came on when I was like like watching TV like when I was younger and you know like it was on in syndication this is an episode that I would be like all right I'm gonna go read a comic or something like while this is playing you know like damn but I'm with you bro I give it one smog stranglers out of five (laughs) this is our lowest reviewed episode on the show Mm -hmm. yeah by far (laughs) yeah by far by far so and but Again, I'm also with you where I'm glad that I know this now officially because I did go in. We both went in knowing that we didn't like it, but I went in with an open mind kind of seeing like how I would feel about it. And yeah, it it actually turned out to be worse than I remembered probably because I didn't probably because I didn't pay attention to it that much when I was first (laughs) watching it. So boy, oh boy, oh boy. So we'll have to wait. uh, You guys have to wait another week for part two and we'll dive into that. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, Okay. Can can I just say, can I just say just a little bit of a of a of a spoiler a little bit of a of a heads up i did like the second part a little bit more than i like this part so i yeah, it, it might be yeah. a more fun might be a less uh, aggressive conversation <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right we'll have to see if i did or not exactly yeah so uh hey buddy adam where can we find you online my friend you can find me on all over the blast from our past network 
uh, with you, something you're a part of. I am on the Blast From Our Past podcast, which uh, focuses on nostalgia and things like that. And if you have been listening to Cartwright, you have been listening to the Blast From Our Past network. That's right, And baby. so you might as well go and check that out. Corey's done episodes that I do with uh, my brother, where we talk all things eh, nostalgia, mostly movies and TV reviews, and then also music reviews and also top 10 episodes uh and soon to be coming um it's still in the works and and we'll be getting there but me and john are working on a trivia podcast that is going to be also joining the bfop network we're going to be doing uh, it's called the throwback trivia takedown where it's going to be a 1v1 trivia challenge you're going through different pop culture things through the decades if you are a patron of the Blast From Our Past. You've already heard that style. We've been kind of testing it through our exclusive episodes. But now we are taking it out there. We're taking it to the streets, if you will. That's awesome. So now I am starting my third podcast, but someone who already has three <laughs> podcasts would be you. <laughs> welcome welcome to your third uh, podcast, buddy. <laughs> it's a club, man. It is a, it's a sad club. I'm not sure I have any room for anything else. I know. I was going to say, welcome to having zero free time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, you can find me, obviously, on Cartwright, but you can also find me on Podcasting After Dark with my buddy Zach, where we talk about cult movies from the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. And you can also find me talking to our pal Tess uh, over at the Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. And you can also find on the network Friday Five and Talking Back Podcast. Every single podcast can be found on the BFOP Network website. That's BFOPnetwork.com. Again, BFOPnetwork.com. And you can find everything there. And don't forget, guys, if you're just discovering us now, if you're and if you're wondering where seasons one and two are on the free feed, just remember it's all over on Patreon. For $1, you can get our complete archive every single episode. Uno dinero. Uno, Uno. dinero a month. $1 a month. That's it. We're just, uh, we just need a little help to keep uh keep costs i mean we got to pay for servers and stuff like that to keep the show running so just a little help we appreciate it and uh yeah let us know if you uh need anything on social media or if you have any suggestions or ideas or questions we're always there to help out but uh feel free to swing on by patreon.com slash caught right and we'll see you next week when we wrap up this godforsaken storyline god <laughs> Hey, this is Brent. And I'm Eric. And we are part of the Friday Five Podcast. Yes, sir. We cover everything from the 80s to today. We absolutely do. You can find us every other Friday on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Like any. iTunes? Like Stitcher. Oh, man. This Maybe a little Spotify. Hey, and also check us out on Instagram. Absolutely. So come hang out. I think you'll have a lot of fun, and we will see you there. Yeah, bring your Proton Pack and your Ecto Cooler. And maybe some McNugget Bugs. <laughs>